I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I uh, want to see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour grows late. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're late. You're too late! And I'm like, dude. Fine. Call it that. I would say yes, it lives up to the <laughs> What little hype I had for it. It was pretty damn good. And uh, we were talking about the character's name. His name's Adonis Creed, and he goes mm. by Donnie. And you're just like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. And you're like, oh, you haven't seen Big Lebowski. And I'm like... I don't. By that point, I'd seen Big Lebowski for this, and I'm like, "Well, oh. shit, we just <laughs> talked about that." So that's bound well, to happen so many more times. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna <laughs> reference one. Go. You haven't fucking seen that, and then we're gonna watch that movie like the next week. The reason this works in conversation is because we'll have the conversation reference something. Oh, you haven't seen that, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. We're not revisiting a conversation that's three true. weeks later. That's typically. very true. <laughs> oh shit. Ooh. I'm going to spill phone. something on my useless box <laughs> over there. A cheers. Anyway. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Shotgun mics. God damn it. That's actually probably the biggest reason why the audio doesn't sound horrible. Is because it's like, oh, it's just the directed... <laughs> All right, so you had a point you wanted to make that would segue. Oh, into I just a did. I, it, it was the thing oh. about talking about Creed, oh. and then we ended up talking some more. Honestly, as you were talking about it, and you mentioned Big Lebowski, I still forgot that that's what the one we were talking about today. Yes, and <laughs> with a white the, Russian right next to me. <laughs> with the white Russian, and on that point, what movie were we talking about today, Jake? We're talking about the small Jizowski. Shit, <laughs> Big Lebowski. God, try again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Coen Brothers somethingeth movie. I don't know how many they had one done before this one, but it's probably their they're not one of their biggest they don't ones. Number it. <laughs> this has got. I mean, would you say this is probably their biggest movie, their most popular movie? This or Fargo or no? Well, No Country for Old Men though. That's well. Even big. aside from that, I was thinking, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I don't know. I can... for me, and we're already. Off to the races here. For me, uh, Fargo <laughs> is probably still my favorite Cohen movie. But I'm. This is a damn good movie. And I, th- I think we can segue perfectly into. Uh, impre- what was that first one? Impressions? Impressions. Yeah. Uh, this is another one of those ones where it's just like, I just didn't fucking see it. I wanted to, I just mm. never did. And after watching, I'm like, how the fuck have I not seen this movie by this point? It's <laughs> so fucking good. I hadn't seen it for like 25 years and. Or- I didn't see it until How like it you? was already twenty five years old. Oh, I was gonna say, it's like <laughs> the you're movie, like, not me. You're you're what Nick's age? You're twenty six. What 25? the fuck? Do you know how old Nick no, is? No, he's your brother. I, it, what I'll part be twenty four in April. What part of? I've barely gotten any sleep over the last three days. No excuse. <laughs> how old are you? Do you know that? Twenty seven. Like, All right. As of two weeks ago. We gotta get right in that feature then. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for a reminder on that one. Just put you uh, on blast on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll just cut all this out. <laughs> no, we won't. I'll edit this one. Damn it. 
Uh, yeah, we're now we're already about... arguing over who's editing. This is another one of those uh, podcast movies where I've seen it and John hasn't. Yep, that's so. Yeah. Uh... Self-proclaimed movie guy. Hasn't seen a lot of these fucking movies. (laughs) A lot of the classics. But that's why we're doing the podcast. Yup. So, why have you not seen this movie? Just didn't. Just didn't. Just didn't. I kept hearing, and again, I love the Coen brothers. I love Fargo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to watch The Big Lebowski. Just didn't. I'd be bored, have nothing to do, like, for an entire day, scrolling through Netflix. I'm like, there's nothing to do. Could have watched it then. Didn't do it. The only thing I had known before I saw Big Lebowski, the only thing I had known Jeff Bridges for was uh, fucking Tron Legacy. I was going to say Tron. Oh, no, you know what? And Seabiscuit. I forgot he was in that. I didn't see that one. And I haven't seen Tron Legacy. Oh. I've seen Tron. I haven't seen the Tron. The, the Tron. Tron? God damn. I did that in another podcast I was editing. I think I heard myself say, like, I called Elf the Elf, the Elf movie. Um, anyway, I haven't. Uh, okay. What made me want to watch Big Lebowski was Jeff Bridges went on an episode of Conan. Okay. And uh, Conan brought up the Big Lebowski. And mm. I had heard about the movie at that point, but I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And then uh, they brought up a picture of him, like, slung back in the back of the limo with his white Russian in his hand. Yeah. I think it's uh, after he gets thrown into the back of the car. Yeah. Um, when uh, the the other Lebowski... Yeah. Like, he just got out of his cab, and then, like, immediately he's ushered and thrown into the, <laughs> the, 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 Lebowski, the, big the, the Big Lebowski's limo. limo yeah. For anyone wondering, the Big Lebowski is not Jeff Bridges. No. Jeff Bridges is the dude, and uh, the fat old guy, Cripple, is the Big, big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, anyway, so... Oh, so the, the picture on Conan. Yeah, and uh, they were just talking about how most of the dude's wardrobe was actually just out of Jeff Bridges' closet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, this seems like an interesting movie enough. So, yeah, it, it, I think I watched it on some stupid network that doesn't even exist anymore. It was like the real network, but like R-E-E-L. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Actually, <laughs> I do remember that network. Managed to not edit it. But... Um, yeah, that was how I first saw it, but I was like maybe 2011. It was late. Yeah. It was late to the show. I mean, first time <laughs> I saw it was 2019, so, you know, there's that. Since then, I've gotten uh, fucking similar to the dude's sweaters. Um, I've wanted to get the dude's pants. I've started making white Russians. Um, I have the movie on Blu-ray in the metallic case. Nice, nice. So... But so obviously, I fucking like this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's fucking great, and I want to. Excuse me, it's fucking great, and I want to watch it again. Definitely, mm-hmm. it just like again, I I'm amazed that I had not seen it up until this point. It's it's really funny. It's got the Coen Brothers' fantastic style and writing behind all of it, and mm-hmm. you know most of that movie. Like, or I shouldn't even say most. There's like no improv in that whole movie. That doesn't honestly doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it's scripted almost down to every last fuck and man, like all that's in the script. Yeah, I I do not doubt it. <laughs> um. So let's see. You like the movie? Yep. Was there any part of you like what kind of uh, thoughts about the movie did you have going into it? I mean, you've obviously heard all these references. Did you think that was going to spoil it for you? No, I've. I mean, yeah, I've heard the lines. Like you know. Again, as uh, I mentioned earlier, you said the shut the fuck up Donnie part. And I was just like, 
Didn't know what that was. I heard uh, fuck a stranger in the ass. Uh, <laughs> or find a stranger in the Alps yeah, if you've seen it on FX or some stupid for shit. For some reason. <laughs> um, the dude abides. That's just your opinion, man. Like, I've heard all of those, but like... And I've seen the uh, the dream sequence part. The bowling dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like... Going into it, I'm like, I had no fucking clue what the hell was going to happen. <laughs> I knew there was another person named Lebowski and there was some mixed identity. But that that was it. And mm. just I started watching it and it was so fucking weird, like right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, Kate was a little... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> she was a little... Um, I'm not sure if I even like this. Because we just saw it in theaters uh, in the summer. Oh, they yeah, brought it back they, to Showplace. released it, yeah. Or AMC, whatever. What the fuck ever. <laughs> but yeah, so we rewatched it there, and she'd watched it for the first time, and then we we left the movie theater, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure she liked it, because it was just weird. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, and I remember thinking, like... She did like the dude, though. So I mean, the dude's Her a favorite character. character. <laughs> I mean, they're all great characters. Walter's a great character. <laughs> She didn't like Walter. She thought he was annoying. I love it's Walter. It's kind of the point. <laughs> Shut the fuck. When are we bowling? Um, I get you a toe by three o'clock. With fucking nail polish. <laughs> but uh, actually, I personally, I think Walter was possibly the best character in the movie. Just It's weird how he was correct about everything for the most part. Right. Uh, like... <laughs> He just knew for some reason he was like, nah, they don't have her. She kidnapped herself. <laughs> the fucking amateurs. <laughs> just all of it. Um, but by the end of it, like, I'm like, what the fuck was even the point? Like, and the and the more I think about it, it's like there's not a fucking point to any of it. Right. It's just shit that happened to this guy over the span of like a week <laughs> for some reason. It's a week in the life. Of the dude. <laughs> um so let's talk about the quality of the movie. I mean, we good. Yes, we've obviously talked about the writing. How almost, I don't think any of it was improv except for maybe a few like one-off lines or something mm. like that. But I mean, any of like the mannerisms and stuff—that's all scripted, which is kind of insane. Yeah, <laughs> to be to have mannerisms like that scripted that well because yeah, they're so a... like out there characters and yeah, specific things. But yeah, it was just. I don't know. It's 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 kind of crazy to think about. Like at the same time, again, to me, it makes sense that it's scripted. In fact, for the most part, I tend to, I personally tend to think things are all scripted until told otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just to kind of think, especially with something like that, you'd think they'd be like, just kind of play around with the scene, play around with the lines, whatever. Right. You know how you deliver the line, how you like act for the line. Just like there's shit in there that. Very easily could have been improvised or, or played around with. Right, right. Um, especially with such strong performers, too. It yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't think anything of it if they kind of took it and made it their own. Which, mm. not that they didn't, but like yeah. they definitely had a fucking path to walk to get to what the Coen brothers thought they should be doing anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what's also cool about the movie is that it... It strings to get not necessarily a musical, but it kind of pulls that like a little bit into it too with the dream sequence. Um, yeah, oh, I can't think of the song. Um, I just to see what condition my condition was in. 
uh, but that sequence, that whole yeah. sequence, the fact that they were able to um, choreograph that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, and also I wonder what parts of that were like green screened and stuff like that too. Obviously the uh, stack of shoes that went a million feet high yeah. <laughs> with Saddam Hussein standing the, there. The guy who played Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. did you know like most of his credits on IMDb are for playing Saddam Hussein? I bet he played Saddam Hussein in Seinfeld. Did you see that there? I don't know. No, I've like, I just knew this <laughs> trivia from like before. Like I knew that oh, that really? guy, like he's a Saddam Hussein guy. Yeah, he just he looks like Saddam Hussein, so he plays Saddam Hussein in movies. <laughs> it's got to be a tough life. Yeah. Well, uh, after two thousand six, I bet it got a lot easier. It's like, all right. Well, no, it probably got a lot harder. Where's his fucking paychecks coming from? What? If he's not playing Saddam Hussein anymore, now he's out of a job. I guess, but I, I'm saying like no one's mistaking him for Saddam Hussein on the street because oh, Saddam gotcha. Hussein was hanged. Gotcha. Not hung? No, hanged. Hung. He might have been hung. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're correct. Yeah, hanged. <laughs> huh. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. I know you loved Hamilton and stuff, but yep. I mean, it's... Wearing my Hamilton shirt right now. Oh, truth that. Um, but it's cool that they were able to like tie that in so well and it still feels like it... Everything it totally makes sense. Like, yeah. every part of the movie makes sense, and it's such a weird... Like, all the elements of the movie could be weird, yeah. but together they all make sense. Well, and, that's, and I think that's what's great about, like, uh, Sam Elliott's character right at the top of the movie narrating. He's like, it's a fucking... It's a strange... Sorry, he doesn't swear. It's a strange tale. And it's like, and he was happy that he was able to witness it, and just, like, all of it is, like... You know, he's like, I'll never see the queen or any of this stuff, but I can die happy because I, you know, experienced the dude or whatever. Right. And it was just like, and I think he, that's almost needed for this movie because I think without it, it was, just, it, I think the movie that grounds work, the story. But yeah, it grounds because the story. it's someone in the story who realizes how insane this whole thing is. Yeah. And somehow has knowledge of all of it, despite the fact that he appeared in the bowling alley twice and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but he like already seemed to know everything about the dude up to that point. <laughs> just wish you wouldn't cuss so much <laughs> fuck you talking about man <laughs> um yeah and then uh let's see i mean cinematography was really cool uh i wonder if was this one done by roger ebert because he did roger most... ebert am i mixing names up yes you are roger ebert is the film reviewer <laughs> it's a name similar to that the cinematographer deacons Roger, Roger Deacons, Deacons, that's the one. I don't know. Sorry. Well, let's let's find. I know out. he did. Oh, brother, where art thou? And a couple other Coen brother movies, but I can't remember if he did this one. We should definitely always have fucking IMDb up and ready to go. <laughs> let's see, crew, casting crew, cinematographer Roger Deacons. Yep. Okay. That is who you meant to say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean. It, you know what? It didn't have like a super like um like it wasn't super uh what's the word I'm thinking of? I Cinematic. Don't. Like it yeah. didn't have like that look, you know, to it. Mm-hmm. Like say something that is super stylized like Oh Brother Where Art Thou where it has kind of that sepia tone a little bit. Yeah. I actually haven't seen Fargo. Well, we won't do that next week. It's uh, I, I, <laughs> too I actually, many Coens in one. In... I mean, I'd be okay with it, but because <laughs> I fucking love Fargo. But okay, I've seen the first few episodes of the show. That Same here. Uh, 
the show's kind of, again, I haven't watched, I've also watched the first few episodes of the first season before my DVR fucked up and I couldn't watch the rest of it. Um, but uh, it's got the same sort of feel to the show or the movie, but it's definitely, it tells a completely different story. Mm. Each season's a different story and it looks like none of it takes place in Fargo. Same with the movie. Actually, no, the opening scene of the movie takes place in Fargo and that's it. But, <laughs> but, uh, to my point, though, um, with Roger Deakins uh, doing the cinematography for it, I mean, it didn't, like I say, feel super stylized or anything. And I think mm. that's kind of purposeful for the movie because it's not. Whereas the movie's so out there, I yeah. mean, it's kind of just a day in this guy's life, so it doesn't need to be super dramatic, the way it's shot or anything like that. Yeah, because no. it's it's a simple way to shoot it for a simple guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's pretty accurate. But I also think like. Uh... You know, like you get some of the scenes of Walter and the camera does play around a little bit. Like the, uh, am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules scene? Oh yeah, a couple like, of those zoom ins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like he's, when he stands up, it gets, you know, he's getting, he's ratcheting up the tension. Camera zooms in quickly on him and it's just, yeah, I, th- I think like it's almost kind of character dependent. I mean, I, I, as most things are when they're filmed, but... I would say that with like the camera movements and stuff, I was thinking more about like the color and the lighting. Mm-hmm. I would say that's not super dramatic. That's kind of very that I agree standard. With. Yeah, but yeah, kinda... like you can definitely see like the different uh, camera movements and stuff for certain points, like to bring up the tension with Walter. Yep. Or um, the way they played around with uh, the dude when he's flying through the air after he gets punched in the face and it zooms in on him and he realizes he has a bowling ball in his hand and he falls. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I've already forgotten that fucking part. Uh, it's the song that goes, ooh, la, 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 la. I'm trying to remember which scene. Is it at the end when they're fighting the nihilists? No, no, no. This is towards the beginning. This is uh, right before oh, like right he when meets they... Maud. Right before he meets Maud. No. It's after he meets Maud. So, okay, so he gets the rug from the big Lebowski. Yeah. He brings it home. It's on his floor. Yep. He, oh, when he gets... It is the scene right before he meets Maud because that's when she he gets punched in the face because then she wants her to go to the doctor. Right. She so, takes the rug back because the rug has sentimental value to yes. her. Yes. But, um... Oh, yeah, that's another quote that I remember was the... That really tied the room together. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it, but yeah, it's that scene where he gets punched in the face when they come in to take the rug from him. Right. So, like, they play around with the camera a lot in that scene. And they yeah. would because it's like a kind of um, psychedelic dream sequence type situation, too. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> but, um... Shit. I thought I had a point, but apparently I don't. So, <laughs> my bad. Um, so, let's talk about... I mean, this movie was made... What was it? 98, I think? It was the late 90s. I'm backing up. 98. Good call. Okay. But for whatever reason, it takes place in like 91 or 92. Because, uh, well, the original Bush is president. And I know Sam Elliott says this takes place in the early 90s. But why would you you think the Coen brothers would write a movie for like less than 10 years prior? I mean... I mean, there's, there's subtle ver- references to, like, the political climate, like, that Walter makes, like, he called, yeah. like, the way we're dealing with this camel fucker out in the Middle East. That's yeah. his quote, not yeah, mine. I don't understand. Yeah, okay. But, uh, talking about Saddam Hussein. So, like, there's kind of talking about the 
war type situation going on. Um, and then there's references to Bush's speech, this aggression will not stand. Yeah. But, I mean, socially, do you think there's a I, big, you know... It allows Walter to be that age and have also been to Vietnam. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But then uh, you've also... Because, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an important part of his character. <laughs> I know, but, I mean, still, it's only within but, 10 years. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, you have completely different political climates 10 years later. It's not even... It's seven years seven years ago from the moment we're recording this was 20 fucking 12 mm-hmm. shit man yeah I'm we all fucking... thought we were gonna die this winter I'm... yeah <laughs> that winter <laughs> but uh well barack obama was entering his second term mm-hmm. and just think about how totally different the fucking political climate was seven years ago right versus now you so know, it's just completely different. Right. So, so you think that's, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like why I mean, it's, the, it's the difference. I feel like between... that movie could take place at any time because the dude is a character. I mean, it fits in the nineties, I think yeah. just for some of the language and stuff, but I just think, <clears throat> I think the Coens probably had something they wanted to say about the Bush administration potentially. Um, and that's what, I mean, it's about the only thing I could think of because 98 was still was Clinton's second term. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would make sense to why they would bump it back to still being under Bush. Um, but for that sort of a jump, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, there's, I mean, seven years can make a huge difference in all aspects of society. So, right. I just always thought it was kind of weird that, like, for you to quote, I mean, I wouldn't call it a period piece but (laughs) just for them to like date it back less than 10 years seemed kind of weird for the whole movie you know yeah i I mean it could be also based on when they wrote it they could have written it in 91 before that so that's i mean that and that's entirely true and not had a chance to film it until you know get it done (laughs) yeah until the late 90s Um, so but yeah, I was just that's always uh, been kind of weird to me. I was like, why just that subtle jump? But um, so let's see. Um, I mean, this movie's obviously super popular with like college type guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's can't imagine why. <laughs> but um, like, uh, what's what am I trying to think of here? Like, well, I don't know. Well, something we can talk about here about it. Yeah, also. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think too. It's like. So I was actually going into this. I was really excited to talk about the movie, but now we're sitting here and I'm like, I'm struggling for come up with things to talk about beyond right. like just quoting the movie. Let's <laughs> not be super uh, scientific about it. Let's just say like, what what part of the movie did you like the best? <laughs> Is that an easier no, question? No, to ask? actually, that's a hard that's a that's yeah. a harder question because the whole damn thing was great. Um, Think of just some parts that like, I mean, it's a comedy for sure. So oh. what parts of it made you? Like, laugh out loud. Uh, I would have to say the part when uh, Jackie Treehorn, like, he meets him and, like, he takes a phone call. <laughs> and then the dude is just, like, trying to, like, he's like, okay, that's got to be important information. He goes and, like, tries to sketch out and it's, like, a dude with a giant boner for whatever reason is what's on there. And then later when he gets arrested, the cop pulls that note out. <laughs> um. Funny uh, piece of trivia, in uh, since we just did Clerks last week. Yes. Um, in uh, Tusk, when uh, Johnny Depp is this detective, 
he uh, does the same thing at a uh, gas station because uh, the person they're looking for went to this gas station and wrote down a phone number or an address. Okay. And uh, so he sketches it out, and Haley Joe Osmond goes, "That's from the Big Lebowski." And then he turns to him and says, "Actually, that's where I got it from. <laughs> this French Canadian detective stole it from the Big Lebowski." Nice. <laughs> um, Bringing it back around to Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, thank you, Silent Bob. Yes. Um, let's see what uh, I just like. It was just really funny. Like going back just to the mannerisms, I think specifically of the dude, like. How, like, exasperated he gets at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, like, everybody else around him is just like, it's no big deal. You know, whatever. <laughs> Even Walter, who, like, freaks out about the smallest shit, is just like, you know, he's like, whatever. I, you know, I'm going to stay calm about it. You know, I, I know what's going on. It's like, the only the only person not in on the joke the entire time is the dude. And it frustrates him and that brings a lot of comedy to the whole situation well i mean he gets introduced as this so like nonchalant like easygoing guy and then you just see how the movie wears on him and how i mean he also mentions it he's like you know man the dude was trying to get greedy but and trying to get some money and it didn't work out but you know fuck it right (laughs) and then he gets kind of wrapped up back into it at that point but i mean so you see him like kind of trying to battle with what he's his nature. Yeah. <laughs> and the situation he's being put in. So um, I'm trying to think well, of just like, what my favorite part of the movie could be, though. Just, um, oh, God, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, while, while you think about that, I mean, a perfect example of that is when he calls uh, Walter on uh, Saturday. And Walter's, <laughs> on Shabbos. And Walter's <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to answer the phone unless it's an emergency. Well, it is a fucking emergency, man. I know. That's why I answered the phone. And like he Walter refuses to help and then he's just like, You don't fucking come here, man. I'm off the fucking team. Yeah. Next scene, Walter's there. And it's like all the dude wants to do is drink white Russian, smoke weed, and bowl. <laughs> and for him to try and take bowling out of the equation, like it just shows like how his character is like fucking descending into madness, basically. Right. But you do always see him, like, jump back into himself, uh, like, when he's hammering down that nail board to keep his door shut. Yeah. And he's uh, talking to Walter. He's like, no, Walter, I don't blame you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's very sensitive, man. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're just an asshole, Walter. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at practice. <laughs> or, no, he says, leave me the fuck alone. And then he's like, yeah, I'll be at practice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was when uh, he beats in Larry's car and... <laughs> And the guy comes oh, out yeah. and bashes in the dude's car. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Uh, and then all the all the bad karma falls on the dude too. Like right. Walter Everyone smashes that guy. Karma. Yeah, Walter smashes that guy's car, and the dude's car gets fucking smashed some more. <laughs> um, how'd you feel about the ending of the movie? Actually, that's one thing I didn't know about go, going into it is I knew Steve Buscemi was gonna die. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time I'm like, how the fuck is Steve Buscemi gonna die? <laughs> and he just dies of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the funeral is fucking great. <laughs> Donnie was a good man and a good bowler. <laughs> he brings up Nam, yeah. throws his ashes in like the dude's so face. many young men before you. <laughs> and Saigon. <laughs> Why does everything got to come back to Vietnam with you? God damn it, Walter. Why is everything a fucking travesty with you, man? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. 
That's also when Walter finally admits that he's been wrong for most of the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> but then still can say, fuck it, let's go bowl. Well, let's go bowling. <laughs> Just because we're bereaved doesn't mean we're fucking saps. <laughs> <laughs> this is our most modestly priced receptacle. <laughs> <laughs> love, love that customer service speak for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> modestly priced. Is there a Rouse nearby? <laughs> Q Folgers can. <laughs> yeah, like a fucking probably like a $10 can of coffee. <laughs> um, Man, uh, poor Donnie just got shit on the entire movie for no reason, <laughs> and then he dies. Right. Never hear any backstory on Donnie until <laughs> the very end. You find out he liked to surf. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who fucking guessed that? Yeah. Surfed. And he went out on a game where he didn't roll a strike. Yeah. He got just a nine on that one. Sometimes you come up short. Yeah. Sometimes you, you eat the bar, and sometimes <laughs> the bar eats you. <laughs> See, I'm glad you've seen it now because there's so many other quotes to the movie that oh, are yeah. so applicable. Yeah. Up- what, what's really weird to me though is the number of times "shut the fuck up, Donnie" has started popping up in my life. <laughs> like just about the time I watched The Big Lebowski, it's like suddenly I was starting to hear "shut the fuck up, Donnie" everywhere. I'm like, what the. fuck? is going on have you seen that compilation video where it's um like trump giving a speech and then it just keeps cutting to walter saying shut the fuck up donnie i have not oh that's good <laughs> i don't doubt shut the fuck up donnie <laughs> um uh doesn't he the dude also tell him to shut the fuck up he might but i don't think so hmm. no you know it's walter but he just says it's so calm i thought it was the dude it's yeah. when they're watching that uh the dude's uh, landlord's one-man show in the theater. God, that part was so... Okay. So, a <laughs> little backstory to when I was watching this movie. It was the day of the... Uh, that really... Last week when it was negative 50 out. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in Illinois, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it was goddamn cold. Um, and my car didn't start that morning. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Well, I got a flat tire two days later. Yeah, I know. I know car <laughs> trouble. <laughs> so, I'm like, my car didn't start. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going anywhere anyways. So start watching the Big Lebowski, and then my mom fucking calls, and and she's just like, uh, you know, she was asking me about about it, and I'm like, well, I tried it earlier, it didn't really work, and now I'm watching the Big Lebowski, and she's like, well, you should probably soon go out and try it again. Actually, I'd called her earlier, told her I was gonna try it again at about noon, and she called me at about noon, <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, obviously it didn't start earlier. I was going to try it again a little bit, and by a little bit, I mean like an hour, because I had like an hour left of the movie to go. Right. She's like, well, I wouldn't wait an hour, and I'm like, oh, come on, I just want to watch this movie. <laughs> right. And I start and stop The Big Lebowski so many times trying to watch it, uh, and I completely forgot where I was going with that story. Well, I, I mentioned the dude's landlord's one-man show. Right, thank you. Um, <laughs> and so by the time that scene came on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why are they at this show? And then like... A little while later, I'm like, oh, that was his landlord. That's right. <laughs> he told him we'd go see that. I finally got the venue I wanted, so if you could come by and bring, give me notes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, what did you think about the three German guys? The By the way, one of them was the bassist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I don't Flea. know if you knew that. Okay, yeah, Flea. I knew Flea was in it. Uh, I didn't realize the leader Peter was... Stormare. Yeah, Peter. I didn't realize their leader was Peter Stormare at first, because... He was the guy, I think, floating in the pool yeah, at the beginning. and, and the porn like, star. Yeah, no, as soon as I saw the Ooh. porn star, I'm like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, that was Peter Stormare. <laughs> um, but no, I thought I thought they were hilarious. Part actually part of that Bowling Dream sequence. I think my favorite part was the end when they were chasing him with the scissors, oh, <laughs> with the yeah. giant scissors. <laughs> that was pretty. But then them mugging them at the end. It's like give us the fucking money, Lebowski. We know you don't have the girl, man. <laughs> Well, just give us whatever you have on you, and we'll call it even. <laughs> oh, I think my favorite part of the movie might be when they come to his apartment. They crash, like they bust up his uh, voice machine, yeah, for no <laughs> reason, and then they drop the ferret into his bathtub. Nice marmot, man. <laughs> and that's when they threaten to cut off his Johnson. Yes. What do you need that for, dude? <laughs> Shut See, the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, there's a reason they kept telling him to shut the fuck up. He asked dumb questions. <laughs> Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> I don't need to be consoled, Walter. I need my Johnson. What do you need that for, dude? <laughs> I also like that he kept calling it his Johnson. Yeah. God, that movie was so fucking weird. I guess yeah. that plays in earlier to when Maud's I talking about how yeah. people use Men are so dick rod. <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> But they'll shudder when uh, referencing a woman's private parts. For instance, vagina. He doesn't react at all. <laughs> I, I, I like, too, that the dude, he is always so calm, but he's also 100% on board to antagonize people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, at the beginning when they were dunking him, and they're like uh, when he was giving oh, him, yeah. like, dunking him in the toilet. And like he's like, no, man, sorry, I didn't quite get that. Could you run that by me one more time? <laughs> Dunks him in again, or when the cop, the cop says something to him, he's like, nah, man, I, I wasn't listening. He throws a coffee mug at him. <laughs> Fucking fascist. <laughs> it's like, it's so weird that, like, he doesn't care about any of it, but he's 100% on board to piss somebody <laughs> off, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, the line when he's getting dunked in the toilet, it's, um, uh, put me back in. I, th- I think I found it down there. Because <laughs> they're asking right. for the money. He's like, That's right. uh, I think it's down there. Let me check one more time. <laughs> That's right. And also the toilet bowl is just full of half and half, which yeah. he already took a drink of at the grocery store. And he wrote a check for 89 cents for half and half. <laughs> Did you do that, John, when you picked it up and brought it over here? Uh, no. It you didn't a, buy it with a it check? It was a buck ninety nine when I bought it. So. Oh, inflation's killing us. You couldn't even afford to write a check for a dollar ninety nine. Man, does does it look like I have a wife, man? <laughs> the toilet seat was off. What the fuck is this? Clearly, you're not a golfer <laughs> holding a bowling ball. That's right. <laughs> and at least I'm housebroken, man. <laughs> I also like that the dude, the, not the dude, but the guy just drops the bowling ball and cracks his tile. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the dude just got shit on that whole movie for no reason. And that's why we like it. <laughs> and, and you know what? That is that is the inciting incident. It's just, it's like five minutes in. It's like, boom, <laughs> guy's pissing on his rug. Um, all right. Who do you think would like this movie? <laughs> everyone? I mean, yeah, everyone, fans of the Coen Brothers. And you know what movie I was thinking of the entire time I was watching? I don't know if you've seen this. The Nice Guys with yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Directed by Shane Black. Yeah. The whole time watching this movie, I was like, this this is like where the nice guys got it from. Like, it, the whole thing felt like the nice guys to me as we were watching it. You know what's interesting? I never thought of that, but I would say now, if, like, looking at it in my head, the nice guys kind of does feel like a not as good version of the Big Lebowski. I disagree. I love the nice guys. See, I liked it, but I, it, parts of it felt super, like, 
all right, I get it. Like over the top done in a way. I mean, some of, there was definitely like, some weird overly edit. cheesy. I feel like, but I think that's kind of the point. I guess yeah, it's seventies buddy cop, buddy crime investigation movie. But the two best parts of that movie are at the beginning when he punches the glass, even though he's got his hand wrapped up. He punches the glass and he still like cuts his hand up. I don't remember that part. He like wraps it up in a rag. He punches the glass. Ah, and it's just like ble- gushing blood, and it's like totally <laughs> oh, fucking failed. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> uh, he has that dream where uh, Russell Crowe shows him like an ankle gun, oh, and then yeah. later he that like dives like... to his leg to like, "Where's your fucking ankle gun? I don't have a fucking ankle gun." <laughs> did I dream that? Yeah, you did. Fuck. <laughs> By the way, did you notice? Did you know that the bumblebee in the back of the seat of the car is Hannibal Burris? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hannibal Burris voiced the Bumblebee in The Nice Guys for some reason. The more you know. <laughs> I was sitting in the theaters and almost shit my pants. I was like, what the fuck? But, yeah, so the Nice Guys feels a lot like The Big Lebowski to me. Or rather, since I saw The Big Lebowski second, The Big Lebowski feels a lot like The Nice Guys to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, obviously, very different films. Like, they are not... That's just it, some of the touches to it felt similar. Yeah, you know what? I, now that I'm thinking about it, like all the subtle references to the smog in California is kind of like to the um, political, like the war um, the war in the Middle East and stuff yeah. like that. Not the war in Iraq yet. <laughs> no, that was the war in Iraq. No, that didn't happen until after nine De- eleven. Desert Storm. It's like Kuwait and Desert Storm. Yeah. Yeah, Desert That's Storm was in Iraq. Kuwait. But is no, just, no one calls Kuwait. that the war in Iraq. No, but it's a war in Iraq. Yeah. Sorry, it's a war in Iraq. <laughs> Maybe it's not the war in Iraq, but it's one of them. It's the, not the. <laughs> what the fuck, yo? Shut the, fu- <laughs> shut the fuck up, Donnie. Uh, all right, I deserve that. <laughs> but yeah, like, some of the subtle, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I can see it more now, actually. That's kind of yeah. funny. That was, that was like Also the with the porn tropes throughout the movie. Yeah, that too. <laughs> like, that, that was, like, I think the biggest one for me was just, like... They talk to a porn producer and all of that shit and all of it. And, and like, this one, they find a dead porn producer. <laughs> goes after Ryan Gosling, goes rolling. Oh, down sorry, the we're hill. talking about nice guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and oh, and he does his little uh, Three Stooges imitation, like in uh, oh, like yeah. in the old Three Stooges when they'd see something scary. <laughs> yeah, I like see it was parts like that where I'm like. All right, come on. Oh, see, I loved that. That that's actually the first time I saw the nice guys. I had to go to the bathroom at that point, and I missed it. <laughs> did you see it twice in theaters, or did you just? I watch think it I saw it, it twice. In, I think I saw it twice in theaters. Really, you liked it that much? I really liked the nice guys. <laughs> I didn't necessarily think they were going to have chemistry, but man, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe work so well together. No, see, yeah, I liked the way they interacted with each other. It was just some of the Ryan Gosling parts I didn't Let's like, and then some parts with his daughter I didn't like. Yeah, see, I like, I like the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Top to bottom. Yeah. Without talking too much about that, though, let's stay back on Big Lebowski. Maybe next week we'll do the nice guys. <laughs> nah, shit, you've seen it already. We can't do that. Um, <laughs> we both saw it in theaters, so I don't think that one constitutes uh, late to the show podcast. We both, did you see Pokemon in theaters? Ooh. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I was trying to remember. I just edited that one, so I'm <laughs> just trying to remember if we mentioned on right now. <laughs> well, no, I was just trying to remember if we both saw that one in theaters. But anyways, <laughs> irrelevant. Um, Big Lebowski. Right. So we were talking about uh, who the movie would play to, and that's when we kind of got onto the nice guys. So yes. people who would be fans, maybe of that movie, would yeah. like the Big Lebowski. Alternatively, if you like the Big Lebowski, check out Nice Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. If we're talking about just like the type of person who would like this movie, like maybe someone who's 
fucking gets too angry at most things, maybe you should take a lesson from the dude. Because they've Ooh, actually created a religion based really? on this movie called Deuteronomy, which is a ripoff of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy from the Bible. Yes, thank you. Yes. I think I stumbled when I said Deuteronomy. <laughs> you did. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. That's really hard to say. Is it Mamini? Amini? Anomy? I'm, I'm looking at it. Anomy. Deuteronomy? But it's D E U T. You're at Deuteronomy. D E U T E R O N O M Y. The power of Google, friends. Dude. Yeah, I'm just I'm <laughs> fucking winging it here. Deuteronomy. Anyway, there was a religion based off the dude called Deuteronomy. They've published books and stuff. It's basically just how to live a chill life. It's very similar to the Buddhist religion. Big Lebowski. I don't know if it's a recognized national religion, but people have made this up. <laughs> Big Lebowski religion. Dudism. Nice try there. Well, okay, there's a book in Dudism called Deuteronomy. There you go. for sure. So the religion is called Dudism. My bad. Is according to what it looks like Wikipedia, Dudism is a religion, philosophy, or lifestyle inspired by the dude, the protagonist of the Coen Brothers' 1998 film, The Big Lebowski. Yeah, mostly it's a it's basically a book about Buddhism, but they they use references to uh, bowling, white Russians, and fuck it. If throughout the book, if you're interested, you can learn more at dudism.com. Not .org? Not .gov? Nope. Oh, Dude, the world unite. And uh, their cover image is uh, the Vitruvian Man of the Dude. Holding a white <laughs> Russian, a peace sign, uh, a bowling ball, and what looks like fucking half and half to me. Cream? Yeah, I, I think that's I what just, it is. realized I was leaning away from the mic a little bit. <laughs> hmm, important thing to discuss now that I'm thinking about it. What's yeah. the difference between a uh, Caucasian and a white Russian? I figured that was just what he called at that time. But that's while I'm on the internet. Yeah, I mean I have a look. I thought all Russians were white. Caucasian also. versus white Russian. <laughs> do do do. Okay. So the difference is uh, basically what you use for your creamer. Caucasian uses half and half, and a white Russian uses regular cream. Oh, so, so we had Caucasians. Technically, we had Caucasians. But and I had fucking milk toast, because I also cut my half and half with milk. <laughs> yeah, and and basically they're the same thing. It's it's like the people who make a difference between using regular tomato juice and V8 when you make a Bloody Mary. What's the, what's the other I, name? I don't remember what the other name is. And it's Bloody Marys just use tomato juice. If you use the V8, it's called something else. I don't remember what it was. Well, fuck it. I was, let me get the internet back out. <laughs> uh, this is just for the people who are here for uh, booze recipes. Yes. In case you didn't want to go to How to Drink or a Tipsy Bartender, you come to Late to the Show podcast for all your booze. Uh, that is called... Oh, it's got a sp- I'm positive I've seen it had a specific name. How do you drink a Bloody Mary with celery is what people also ask when searching for Bloody Mary V8 juice. You eat the celery and then drink your fucking Bloody Mary. (laughs) Name. Helps if I spell name correctly. 
I can't fucking find it, but I know there's a uh, there's a difference. There's a different name. There's not an actual difference. Um, all right. We skipped completely over social relevance. I'd like to point out. Well, no, that's when I was talking about the time it came out. In. Yeah, I guess, but you, you use that and over quality. Anyways, doesn't matter. Fuck it. Moving on. Oh, nice use of fuck it, by the way. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. So okay. Since you've just seen the movie, uh, you know, and I'm assuming, what, okay, so you saw it 2019, it's been out for 21 years at that point? Dragon. No, yeah, 21. 98 to fucking 2019. So you did not see it in its 25 year anniversary. Yeah. What the fuck was I thinking? 15? (laughs) Maybe. All right, whatever. Maybe 20. You saw it last year in theaters, so maybe it was its 20 year anniversary. That was the first time I saw it. No, in the... Oh, wait, you saw it for the first time on that anniversary? Maybe it was 15. I don't fucking know. Anyways, no, I saw on. it for the first time on TV. Yeah. And then I just went back to the theaters to watch it because I was for like, this would be cool to see on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, because that would be 20 years. Yep. Oh, math. Um, anyways. <laughs> Working on way less sleep than normal. I've been getting up <laughs> at 5 every morning because of work. Since you haven't seen yes. it until now, mm-hmm. would you say this movie lives up to the hype? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, I think it's almost like the rare case where I don't think it's possible to talk up The Big Lebowski too much. Because for the most part, I think if anybody's going to talk to you about The Big Lebowski, they might not even actually explain what it's about. Mm-hmm. Because you really kind of can't in any succinct sort of way. Because where it starts has nothing to do with where it ends. Um, and uh, you know the, you're probably just going to hear a bunch of the quotes and just about how good the movie is. Right. So you'll go into it not knowing what it's about or anything. You'll know a couple of the quotes and then you'll watch the movie. And <laughs> like, probably be, like very, very entertained. Like it's a incredibly good movie. Right. So say if people were bombarding you to watch this movie, like, oh, you haven't seen Big Lebowski, you have to see Big Lebowski, which people yeah. may have done to you. I don't know. Yeah. I may have done it to you. Seven you say it left. still lives up to that. Oh, high. absolutely. The level of people saying you've got to watch this movie. Yeah. It's it's one of those ones where yeah, if, if if somebody's like constantly on you about you need to watch this movie, this one yeah, this one lives up to it. Definitely. Okay. Exceeds, maybe not, but definitely lives up to. It. See, when I saw it, I had no idea how big it was. Like I said, I only knew about it cuz Conan brought it up to Jeff Bridges in an interview. Yeah. Like uh after I had seen it, though, I had noticed all of a sudden that there was a ton of references to it and other stuff I had seen. Like um, the scene where he's flying through the sky after uh-huh. he gets his carpet taken. Yeah. <laughs> the Again. dream sequence. Um, where he falls when yes. he gets the bowling ball. I noticed that they did that in How I Met Your Mother. Okay. When Marshall is trying to convince people that sleeping in a nightgown is the way to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, he, and then they just cut to him in his nightgown, like flying through the air, because that's how good it made him feel. Yeah. He, they didn't do the bowling ball part, but. Um, so there was subtle shit like that, uh, different references to it. But yeah, I mean, so it didn't really have much hype for me at that point, because when mm. I saw it in early high school, so I don't know how many other high school kids had seen The Big Lebowski. There were even parts of the movie I didn't get at that point. Yeah. So like what? I, I can't remember now. I've seen it so many times. But well, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, so like some of the Saddam Hussein stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially the relevance of it being in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, just certain things like that. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, subtle things, but then when you go back and watch it, you can be like, oh, I understand what he meant by this. Even just certain callbacks where my brain wasn't smart enough to fucking pick up on that shit. Gotcha. So I would say this movie, it didn't have much hype for me to begin with, but I liked it so much that it kind of built up its own hype for me in my head where I wanted to get other people to watch it so I could mm. talk about it with oh, them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. no, Because no one was really talking about it to me. I just heard about it in an interview. So after I had seen it, I was like, I, can wanna, I want my friends to watch this so I can talk about it with them. Yeah. It's yeah, one of those so, movies. Oh, absolutely. And the, well, and the advantage on my end is, by this point, fucking everybody I know has seen it, basically. <laughs> fucking Nick has seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, granted, he had to watch a bunch of Coen Brothers movies for a class, so... He did? I believe so. He watched several Coen Brothers movies for a class. What class? I don't fucking remember. May have been film history at RBC, or was it? The, was this when he was doing criminal justice shit? No, it was, it was, it was <laughs> at Rock Valley. I was like, I mean, with Fargo and I guess Big Lebowski, but... Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't for that, <laughs> but, um... Fucking... No, I mean, everybody's seen it by now, so I've got the advantage of... Now I've finally seen it, so now I'm in, you know, I'm part of the group too. Yeah. You're not, you were late to the show, but now you're here. So I'm, I've arrived. You got your tardy, but you're here. I would just also really quickly like to mention how much Philip Seymour Hoffman looked like fucking Matt Damon in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like every scene he was in, I'm like, it's a slightly fatter, blonde Matt Damon. <laughs> His mannerisms, <laughs> his goddamn face, all of him looks yeah. like Matt Damon. What did you think about Philip Seymour Hoffman's he was great. performance? <laughs> it was. I haven't seen a whole lot of Philip Seymour Hoffman stuff that mm-hmm. he's done, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was funny character. Definitely, like that weird, weirdly neurotic yes. guy. If you watch, neither Lebowski gave a shit about his nerve. <laughs> neuroses if you uh watch it a second time um when uh he brings in uh the dude to mm-hmm. talk to the big lebowski because the big lebowski got the ransom note quote-unquote yeah. ransom note yeah. and you see how overly dramatic he is by like escorting the dude in and like throwing up the big arm and being very cryptic when he talks you can yeah. you see that's like a performance thing where he's like trying to sell this idea that she was really kidnapped yeah so yeah I really like that part of the book. Like, as far as his character, he, like, does a good job of, like, overperforming his overperformance. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the, he cranks up, the, he goes from 11 and cranks that up to 22. Right. I mean, both of them do. Him and uh, the actual Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole speech, like, the dude's lighting up a joint. He's like, you mind if I little spark a J? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, that's a bummer, man. <laughs> what is... What does Walter call him? He's like, I've seen a lot of... Oh, gold brickers? Yeah. Oh, spinals. Is that what he calls I've him? I've seen a lot of spinals in my day, dude. This guy's a fucking faker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick him up and let him go and he's going to fucking stand there. This dude Fuck. walks. I've never been more sure of anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, interesting note from my time learning about sound for film. Yes. What they used to make the sound of his back cracking when okay. they picked him up out of the chair was yeah. they took a celery stalk and snapped it in half. Interesting. They use that for most breaking bones. It, it provides a decent noise. <laughs> then they drop, he drops him <laughs> on the floor and the dog starts licking his face. <laughs> I've never been more sure. 
<laughs> I've never been more sure, sure of anything, anything in my, my life. life. This dude fucking walks. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny for me because I saw an episode of Law and Order SVU, okay. maybe 10 years before that, where they realized this girl who's mm. pretending to be Cripple mm. can walk. And her husband takes her and pushes her into a pool in her wheelchair. Okay. And she swims to the side and gets out. So part of me was expecting for that to happen. And then it just, <laughs> he just it actually is crippled. Yeah. <laughs> Walter was wrong. Ooh, how about the line when he's talking about uh, how he can't walk? He says, some China man in Korea took my legs <laughs> yeah. from me. Yeah. <laughs> See, stuff like that, it's like, wow, someone wrote that specifically. Yeah. Genius. I mean, it's like the American, I think it was American Dad joke, where Stan's got like a a, a Japanese baby, and I, I don't, I oh, haven't seen the episode Nick's quoted. It is Chinese, like, but most specifically Japanese. Like, is that a Chinese baby? It is Japanese, to be specific. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same type of line. But, no, that, I mean, the movie's hysterical, too, like. Right. I don't even think we touched on the comedy of the movie. And I think, you know, I think that's kind of one of the most, I mean, integral parts of the movie more than anything else is the the comedy. It's like The outright comedy gets you the first time, and then the more times you watch it, you start thinking the subtle things they do are super hilarious. Like what? Like the like, really intricate things. Like, yeah. okay, so the fact that the dude is like this super, like, liberal, like, take it as it goes kind of guy. Yeah. But then he also has a picture of uh, Nixon on his wall, bowling. Yeah. So it's like his world's kind of clashing, like bowling, but Republican Nixon yeah. <laughs> is the bowler. <laughs> Just subtle stuff like that. It's funny, you know? Yeah. And you like pick it up more as you watch, watch it. Yeah. Because. Especially like, re- from like the side characters. Yeah. Because I remember thinking it was really weird that. He had a picture of Nixon, but then I was just like, whatever. I really want that poster, actually. <laughs> I would love to have that picture. <laughs> but just, like, the other bowlers, like, that they encounter a couple times. Like, I mean, fucking Sparky or whatever the fuck. What was the first guy's name? Oh. Who um, stepped over the line? <laughs> Smokey. Smokey. <laughs> man, he's, he's really delicate, man. <laughs> he's a pacifist, man. You know, I tried pacifist once. Not Nam, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then obviously uh, John Turturro, who's in the, pretty much every Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Nobody fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> fuck pedophile, man. You try and pull a piece on me, I will just take it from you, shove it up your ass, and pull the trigger until it goes click. <laughs> Jesus. You said it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that dude's a perfect. No, he really is. He's a <laughs> <laughs> pederast. <laughs> What's a pederast? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> Eight year olds, dude. <laughs> you go door to door when he moved. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more you can really say about the movie without just go fucking watching it yourself. Yeah, I mean, we could sit here and quote the movie until it, like, until the cows come home, but. <laughs> It's, just, it's such a weird fucking movie, and it's so goddamn good, and I really wish I had seen it by this point, but I just hadn't. <laughs> well, you're only 27. you got plenty more years to tell other people about it. That's very true. 
And I'm um, going to make you watch Fargo for this one day because okay. holy I, shit is Fargo good. I seen like the first 30 minutes of it and then I fell asleep just because yeah. I watched it at like 3 in the morning. So. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh but yeah all right so uh that was our podcast for the big lebowski i mean we've hit an hour well we actually it does not feel like we've talked for an hour i'm like i was worried this was gonna be a real short one actually <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's actually pretty good that's good uh yeah. what the fuck are we watching next week Ooh. um or for next well it'll be next week when these go up Right, so this was a boozy episode. We could do another boozy episode. Do you want to space those out? I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I had one white brush on, so I'm all right. So, excuse Sorry. me. <laughs> I made a double white Russian. So, yeah. I'm... Let's see. If you're interested, uh, the way I like to do a white Russian is uh, one ounce vodka, one ounce Kahlua, one ounce cream, and that's a shot of each. Yes. <laughs> Um, for you know, for you children out there who said they <laughs> want to drink, don't drink, kids. Uh, okay, we never did Rocky. We said we were gonna. Do we Rocky. keep saying we're gonna do Rocky. We'll fucking get around to Rocky. Okay. Well, we can delete fucking the big Lebonsky. Yes. Shit, we've got Shape of Water on there. Oh, have you seen it yet? Yeah. Oh, that's not really. Well, I guess I'm late to it. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. No. Um. We'll add Fargo to that list. Okay, there's the Barney movie. <sighs> um, uh, Digimon the movie, Zootopia, Watchmen, Food Inc. Jiro dreams of sushi. Yeah, uh, the Room, Almost Heroes, Chris Farley's last movie. Yes. Um. Uh, shit man I don't know what sounds good have you seen Wolf of Wall Street why is that on there yeah I've seen it I saw it the day it came out <laughs> which was Christmas Eve did we just want to talk about that because I'm okay to talk about I don't really want to watch that right now it's a long fucking movie yeah, you know I'm going to delete it because neither of us were late to the show on that one shit and you've seen Django too because I've been playing a lot of Red Dead right now and I've been really jonesing to watch Django <laughs> uh, uh, and now we don't need to we don't need to watch Django you know what do you want to go for an old old movie like how old like 60s what do you think um okay we could uh let's see i'm trying to think of one i haven't seen i haven't seen ben hur that's one that's sticking out to me holy shit that's a long <laughs> fucking movie is it long i'm positive it's like three hours fuck i'm a look um <laughs> we could see the fucking one where uh john wayne pretends to be uh attila the no. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, thank you. The Conqueror. Sorry, Benner is not three hours long. My mistake. It's three and a half. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's it. Okay. Uh, we could fucking watch Planet of the Apes. Have you seen that one? The OG Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Uh, I have not, actually. You really haven't seen the OG Planet of the Apes? I have not. Oh, my God. With Charlton Dickhead Heston on it. Why uh, you call him Dickhead Heston? Yeah, I'll just, just shit with the NRA, but that's a whole other story. Is he still alive? No, he's very dead now. <laughs> Also, he was, like, homophobic and shit like that. He was just wasn't a good person. Well, I mean, he was, what, 40 in the 60s? <laughs> so, can you blame him? I'll tell you real quick how old he was in the 60s. <laughs> wow, good call. He was born in 1923. Got him. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Neither of those are appealing to me right now, watching Ben-Hur or Planet of the Apes. I'm going to add Planet of the Apes to the list. Do add Planet of the Apes, because I have to. Because that'd be a good one. You know what, I, you know what Charlton Heston movie I have seen? What? Omega Man. 
Omega Man? Yeah, Omega Man. It's based on the book, uh, a little book you might have heard of, called I Am Legend. Oh. Uh, and it's a more faithful adaptation of the book, if I'm not mistaken, than uh, the Will Smith version. Hmm. Um. I mean, you have uh, shit. You haven't it? seen Citizen Kane, but I do not want to watch fucking Citizen Kane. To be honest, I not, don't want to watch it either. What was? Not anytime soon, anyways. Shit. Oh, we could watch uh, the original Tron. I have seen it. You haven't. Yeah, this would be one of the few movies that goes in that order. Yeah. It's been a long ass time since I've seen Tron, though. I remember basically nothing of it other than the bikes. That's fine. And Jeff Bridges is in it. The only thing I know about Tron is what's in Kingdom Hearts. And then the subtle references to it in Tron Legacy. I was going to say, so it's probably mostly just Tron Legacy, the stuff in Kingdom Hearts. No, it's not. Interesting. Well, in okay, in Kingdom Hearts 2, they do uh, the first Tron. And then in Kingdom Hearts uh, Dream Drop Distance, which came out for the 3DS, yes. 3Ds, um, <laughs> they, uh, talk, they do Tron Legacy in that one. Interesting. Did not know that. But Jeff Bridges isn't referenced at all in the Kingdom Hearts 2 Tron. Which is weird because he's the main character in the first one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's he's you basically know. the main character in Tron Legacy also. Also, after watching The Big Lebowski, I realized I've only seen three movies with Jeff Bridges in it. Really? I've seen Tron, I've seen The Big Lebowski, and I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. That's a good movie. I just that was that, a really good movie. I was... <laughs> It's a long fucking movie, though. It's such a slow burn. Well, at the end, it feels long. I no. felt suspense through the whole thing, and then towards the end, I was like, all right, Thor, wrap it up. <laughs> See, I was totally the opposite. I was, like, waiting for something to fucking happen. Oh, really? Yeah. I liked the... Like I just said, I didn't think it was slow, but the slow oh, build... Shit. I saw Kingsman the Golden Circle, and he was in that. He was the leader oh, yeah. of the, the American branch. Champagne. Champ. Yeah. I don't really count that as... Yeah, he's in it, but... It's not why I'm there. <laughs> Would you be interested in doing Tron next week? I'm kind of interested now. Uh, yeah, I don't know where we'd find it, but yeah, we can do Tron next week. I'm right. game to do that. We'll look for it, and if we don't find it, we'll surprise you with something else next yeah. week. We're talking about Tron now, but I mean, <laughs> if you go all the way back to our Halloween episode that was originally supposed to be uh, fucking Dirty Harry, then we switched to Mad Max, and then we did Halloween instead. Mm-hmm. So, you know. You know what? No Tron. Next week we're doing Monty Python. How about that? Okay, Holy Grail. Idea. Yeah, perfect idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do that one. That's an old, that's one from like the 60s or some shit. Uh, so Jake, where can the people find you before you try and turn the recording off without letting them know this time, as you did last week for Clerks? All right. Roasted. Yeah, yeah I'm going to fuck um, three under the bus. <laughs> I'm uh, at Jocko underscore Linguini, J-A-K-O underscore L-I-N-G-U-I-N-I. I like sometimes you uh, you tell them how to spell it, and sometimes you're like, if you can't spell it, go fuck yourself. Because I've done a few episodes now. <laughs> so, That's true. But there are new listeners every once in a while. Yeah. You know, well, for all the episodes that we haven't released yet. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the amount of listeners we've got number in the zeros <laughs> so far. <laughs> Who knows? By the time they actually we actually get this one, we might actually have some numbers. But at the time of recording, we haven't put a single episode out. <laughs> <laughs> this is, what, our seventh episode, I think, that we're recording? Ninth? No. We we talked about this last week when we did Clerks. We just split up the episodes, though. You did three, I'm doing three, and then I have and the then bonus Halloween. episode for Mortal Kombat. And Halloween was already edited. Okay, so eight. This is the ninth episode, this is the technically. Ninth. Yeah, so this well, is ninth Talk me sideways. Uh, anyways, I'm at Rosendoom2 on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show on... Twitter at LTTS Podcast, at LTTS Podcast, 
Or you can follow it on Instagram at late to the podcast. Uh, that again is late to the podcast on Instagram. Yeah, and if you have uh, movie suggestions, it's a late to the podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, please email them. And, uh, or if you want to tell us how great we are, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or if you want to send, you know, be, nudes. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> We're not soliciting nudes on this on this show, but I mean. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll I'll give you guys Jake's Instagram or Snapchat. He'll he'll take them direct. Snapchat, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> if you do, I'm gonna post them to Twitter, which allows nudity. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, uh, that's the Big Lebowski for this week's episode. Particularly long episode that we stayed pretty well on topic for. We did stay on topic. Not not as many jokes this week. I noticed this was a little <laughs> bit more actual technicalities, but you know. <laughs> so, uh, well, thanks for listening and. Uh, Jake, don't let your son off as you always do. Don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late. Don't be late.